The give to Blackshear, and he's going to lose a bunch. Rondell Bobroyd making a big impact in his return. If you will, or you know, production point for this Wake defensive line between Rondell Bobroyd and Miles Fox. You think about it, you combine Bothroyd and Fox with what they already had in Basham. Pretty formidable defensive line for Wake Forest. Hello and welcome to Hurdles, where I should be delving into an elite athlete's mindset and discussing the hurdles they've had to overcome. Today's episode shall include future dreams, moments of adversity, and many more. So without further ado, let's get started. You hear me? You hear me well? Yeah, yeah, you're all good. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Can you hear me all right? Brilliant. Thanks for this, mate. Really appreciate this. All right, let's get straight into it. So, welcome, Rondell. Rondell is a Division One D lineman at Wake Forest University, and he is here today to talk about the hurdles he has had to overcome. Welcome, Rondell. Appreciate you having me. Glad to be here. Let's kick right into things. Rondell, what is greatness for you? Uh, that, uh, this question, see, it's like, I feel like there's so many different... Uh, like different just definitions you could have. But for me personally, I just think like, it's not necessarily like the goat, like obviously goats are great, but I just think like the everyday, like consistency, like just wanting to get better kind of thing. I feel like if you come, like if you're every day, just want to get better, I feel like you're great at something, at just anything you do in life, whether it's like sports or school, any of that. Definitely. So I've said you're a Division One athlete at Wake Forest, but could you just tell us what have you achieved in your career so far? What are the things you're proud of? Uh, proud of probably just getting here. I would say like when like growing up, you have a dream that you like you want to play college football, like and then you get here, and it's like you're living it. And I go to school for free, so I, I feel like that's something I got to really be proud of. Like you get a good degree for free. Um, just definitely like the impact I leave on people. I feel like I always want to be like seen as a good person. And I feel like that's something I'm mostly proud of. For those who are not familiar with the American system, Division One is ultimately where every talented high school player goes when living in America. In Division One, the university will pay for you to go to their school through scholarships so you can represent their sports team. The standard is just insane. In America, there are literally video games in which you can play with Division One athletes. Every week, they're on ESPN and major news outlets, and 18.7 million people watch the Alabama versus Ohio State game in the 2020 National Championship. That really is astonishing, considering these people are the ages of 18 to 23. However, the downside for most is that only the elite get to participate. Less than 2% of high school athletes go on to play at Division One schools. So credit to you, Rondell. You really are being humble. How hard are you working to achieve this greatness? I mean, I've seen so many day in the lives of a D1 athlete and they are just ridiculous. Like, what are you having to put into this to achieve this greatness? Oh, I mean, in the spring, like right now, it's not as bad as you would see like during the season. But uh, for me, I'm, I live in, I'm from like New England, I'm from Connecticut and my school is in North Carolina, which is like on the lower side of the East coast. And it's 12 hours, it's a 12 hour drive. So I don't see my family that often, which is, that's, that's a big, uh, 
hurdle like I've had to come up I've had to like come across just not seeing them because like I'm a pretty pretty family oriented guy uh and then like during the season it's like 6 a.m wake-ups every day and then you just it's like football all day then school and then the same thing the next like it just, it's just how many how many games do we have 12 I think so it's just 12 13 weeks of there's just straight like 6 a.m wake-ups just going through it and, and how often are you lifting because I have, as I've said, seen some of the day in the lifes and the amount you guys are lifting is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Um, during the during the season, like when we're in season, we don't lift as heavy or as much. But like right now, like the whole month of February, February, we uh, we had a lift every day except like Wednesdays. I think we had off and then every other day we're lifting like pretty heavy, trying to get back, trying to get the strength we uh, lost like during the season. Jeez, heavy workload. What are your PBs and what are your bests? My best, uh, they're they're pretty low because I tore my ACL like year and a half ago, I think. So like the everything is lower, but I don't know. I don't. I'm not a big, not a big weight guy. I'm getting there though. I'm definitely getting there. <laughs> Again, I think you are being modest. You must be punching some serious weight around weighing 19 and a half stone with your six foot four frame. What's the diet like for a Division One athlete? Because people think of hurdles and getting to the top like you've got to train all the time you've got to you've got to commit everything but you don't see behind the scenes like you've got to fuel your bodies you're putting your bodies on the line every day lifting workouts like how much you have to eat what are your, what's your calories for me i most like recently i'm trying to lower my body mass index which is like your body fat basically so we have a nutritionist which is it's like really helpful it's a really good resource we have and for me personally, I wasn't eating enough because I thought to like to lose weight, to do the body mass index thing, like I, I ate less. And she told me, like, you got to eat three meals a day, like you have to get food in. So it's basically just eating healthy, healthy, but a lot throughout the day. Like you can't because if you starve yourself or and then you eat a lot, like you'll just gain the weight right back. But for kids that aren't trying to lose or gain weight, it's just like a normal Then we don't eat a crazy amount and we definitely don't eat nothing but what greatness do you want to achieve in the future do i want to achieve i definitely am looking to go to the next next level so the nfl obviously um and then besides that i i go to like a really prestigious uh let's they call it a baby ivy league school you know what the ivy leagues are yeah yeah so they call ivy leagues for people that maybe don't know So uh, Ivy League, there's eight of them, I think. Yeah, there's eight of them. And they're just like the top of the top academically. And then their sports are okay. But if you like, it's really hard to get into an Ivy League school just because of how prestigious it is and like the qualifications you need and all that. But if you graduate with a Ivy League degree, you have a really good chance of like making a lot of money in any field you want. And then, so my school, they call it a baby Ivy League because it's not in the eight Ivy League schools, but like if it's like Stanford, Wake Forest, and like schools like that, Duke. Um, if you get a degree from there, it's looked at as like a really, like you're put ahead of people who went to schools that aren't really baby Ivy Leagues or Ivy Leagues. What was, I think I didn't even answer the question. What was the question? Sorry, no. The question was like, what greatness do you want to achieve uh, in your life? I mean, besides the league, um, I want to use like the degree I, I'm getting to either – I mean, I either want to be a physician's assistant or a physical therapist. And like, if that, if that doesn't work out, I'll probably like end up teaching or coaching. 
Brilliant. But the dream's the big league, eh? Gotta be. That's the <laughs> How does it feel to get a Division One offer? Obviously, I'm from the UK and we have a completely different uh, sport background here. But getting Division One scholarship is is huge. In high school, was that always the dream? And how much work were you having to put in, in even high school to make it to the stage you're at today? I mean, even... Like my freshman year, I was way more into basketball. And then I realized I wasn't tall enough because I would have to play guard if I play basketball. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll, like, I'll do the football thing. And I didn't personally think, like people would always say, like, are you going to go D1, blah, blah, blah. And I always, it was always like, that's mad. That's like, that's really far out. Like it's a, the statistic is crazy. Like I'm probably not going to get a scholarship to D1. And then like after my junior year, I had a really good season. And my first offer, was UConn, that's the University of Connecticut. And they're right up, I'm, I'm, my high school is right on their campus. So it was just crazy to hear like, you have a full scholarship somewhere. And it was like, damn, like I could go, go to school for free and like play at the highest level possible. It was just like a dream come true. Brilliant. What hurdles have you overcome in your career? You touched on injury there. Can you expand on that or are there any other major hurdles? Oh yeah, that's probably, probably one of the biggest hurdles I've had uh, I tore my ACL and my meniscus and my right leg. It was like the last game of the season. Uh, we, we, were at, we were playing Syracuse. And then I got surgery going into the bowl game. So the bowl game was in New York City. So like I was crutching around New York City, just doing rehab. And it was it was it was pretty tough. Uh, definitely, definitely cried a bunch of times. Uh, yeah, it was. It was probably like I, I don't think I'd wish it on anybody. Or, like it's just it was probably one of the worst things I've ever been through in my life. Especially, especially having to watch that bowl game as well, watching all your teammates. That's your celebration at the end of all the hard grafts you've put in. That must have been must have been tough to go through. Yeah, it was definitely tough. And then like when everyone's out doing stuff, you have to like go rehab or you can't get out of bed just because it hurts so much. Yeah, it's definitely tough. What mindset did you need to overcome that challenge of tearing your ACL? Uh, it was, it was like personally, I didn't have the mindset right away, so it took a lot of people who have been there to just tell me like, like you just like once you get over that like three month hump where you like start to move again and like it because it was definitely tough. Like mentally, I was in uh, a great place, and uh, I think it's just it just takes like. The, like looking into the future I think like being optimistic about it because every day I got up and I was just pissed that I had to go back to rehab and do the same routine like every day it was it was getting to me but yeah you just, you just look look up like you gotta look in the future optimistically did you let that pressure get to you because believe it or not I've done exactly the same I've done my ACL meniscus playing American football here in the UK but I yeah. had no pressure on me to get back I've not had people counting on me I've not had a full ride scholarship on my back did you let that pressure get to you or did you just have to take it day by day uh I don't I definitely think um because of being a division one we have like really good like physical therapists so I don't think I felt the pressure just because it was such a good process and like they were getting me ready for the next season and I, I came back a little early for like the normal injury. I think it was like nine, 10 months I came back. And, but then once I came back, the pressure, it was because I wasn't myself. Cause just cause it's like your first time back in a while. So the pressure then 
it was pretty hard to deal with, but not not going through rehab and all that. Any other moments of adversity that you've had to get through to get to where you are today? Adversity? Uh, yeah, I mean, just like the normal, like single mom kind of story, just not having someone there, like as a father figure, I guess you could say that, but I always had, I always had my family, like they were always the biggest support system. Uh, I lost my grandfather when I was 13, I think. And he was, he was like my only father figure. And that was probably, that was probably like really tough for me. Um, and then other than that, not really, I've had, I've had it pretty good, not gonna lie, just because of the support system I have around me, like my friends and just everybody. I've, I've spoken to a few elite athletes and they have said that your support system and those who you surround yourself with is essential. And sorry yeah. to hear about your grandfather. Appreciate it. Who taught you that this mindset that you talk of, that you just have to take it day by day and you can't let it get to you and you've got to see that end goal? Was it self-taught or someone taught you that? Where does it originate? Uh, I definitely think my, my mom plays a big part in that. My grandma, they all do just because they're, like I've I've been around women my whole life just because I have four aunts like my mom my grandma and not a father figure around, so I think they they definitely like put into me that you just have to come every day and like not care what people say and like just do do whatever you're good at, and then once I got to college it like played in because you get into uh, have you heard about like fall camp? No, no. It, it's it's brutal. It's probably like the best, worst three week span I think we have a football is just straight like every day from 6 a.m to like 5 p.m and then get right in bed after but like my first my first uh summer here I didn't want to be here at all like that's it was it was pretty bad and then just after that like you realize you can get through most things that other people wouldn't be able to so I think the mind yeah the mindset of just just like looking in the future again, like being optimistic, kind of, it definitely plays a big role. And I think I self-taught because not many people have gone through fall camp, but yeah. No, that's, a, that's a brilliant mindset to have. Full camp, if we refer to that, can you talk through a day of what it's actually like almost hour by hour? Because I think people see preseason, especially over here in the UK as, yeah, get back up to match sharpness, but you go above and beyond in division yeah. one so that you're 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 the sharpest you can be what's a day in the life at full camp like day in life um so basically you wake up i'm trying to remember what time because we didn't have it last summer because of uh covid um you wake up it's like 7 7 a.m probably then you have like we have to go to breakfast just because so we fuel um we have meetings practice and then you get like an hour break and then you got to go to lunch and then we have a walkthrough and then more meetings. And then depending on, depending on how the coach is feeling, we'll probably have like a, another walkthrough at night, like six or 7 uh, PM and then dinner again. And then in between those times, like you have to do rehab or sometimes you have a lift, like every other day we have a lift. So like you get like three hours off maybe on every other day. That's about it. And it's, uh, I think it's like three weeks. And you can't leave campus. There's bed check at like 10 p.m. every night. It's like you have to be in your room, basically just in bed. And that's like three weeks, I think, just straight. Jeez, that sounds ruthless. 
No, that's yeah. pretty rough. It's got to be done though in Division One because everyone else is doing it. If you're not yeah. doing that, then you're yeah. just you're just going to come out losing, aren't you? And then you have to do extra because you know the the team you're playing first is doing the same thing. So you have to just keep doing extra, extra. It takes a lot of work. Though. Relentless. It must be so tiring being a D1 athlete. Oh, it, it, if you don't love it, it's not it's not for you. Like if you if you're not, yeah, it's crazy. What's it like having sacked Trevor Lawrence? Uh, in the moment, it wasn't really because we were down. I think like three touchdowns, and I was just like, I got sacked. I was like, all right, whatever. But then like you hear everyone like, how was it? How was it? And I, it's kind of cool just because like it's a childhood dream to play at Clemson. Like you're playing the video game. It's Clemson Stadium, all that. But then eventually it just comes like secondhand, and you kind of just brush it off because it's kind of like your job. But then in like 20 years, when he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time, I can show my kids that. So I guess that's kind. of on that that sense but that's interesting to be fair because I thought you'd almost not be in awe but be so overwhelmed by it but I suppose if that's what you want to do if you want to be sucking NFL standard QBs then it's got to become the norm yeah so again for those that don't know American football the top two percent as I said play division one football and then just two percent again of division one players make it to the National Football League also known as the NFL and Trevor Lawrence is by far the best out of all of these college players and is almost guaranteed to be the number one overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft. Lawrence is almost destined to be a Hall of Famer. He showed that much talent at Clemson. This year alone, he's thrown for over 3,000 yards and picked up 24 touchdowns with just five interceptions. And you have made a big play on him. And finally, if you could give one tip to someone listening to this podcast who is looking to achieve greatness of any kind, what would that be? One tip for greatness. Um, I would say just take take the extra step. Like, don't, don't do the bare minimum. Like, if you want to be successful, you have to do more than what the next person is doing. So just, like, try to put it in your mind every day. Just take the next step and, like, just keep keep pushing. That's brilliant. Rondell, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for your insight into D1 sport and I wish you the best in the future. Thank you for having me. And that's it for today's episode of Hurdles. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you've enjoyed your insight into an elite athlete's mindset. Be sure to follow the social media pages, which are simply at Hurdles Podcast. And again, thanks for listening.